We are awaiting the final results. Which 53 members will be a part of the Arizona Cardinals roster going into week one, moments away from finding out? And also, is Malcolm Butler going to be one of those 53? Alex Clancy, Bull Brock, we are live today, Locked on Cardinals. Stick with us. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. It's only a matter of time, Bo. We're waiting for our email to get the final 53-man roster, to get the final cuts uh, for the Arizona Cardinals and what the hell this, this season is going to look like. It starts today. This is the step. These are the guys that are going into the battle with the Arizona Cardinals for 17 weeks or 18 weeks, including by in the 2021 season to see if Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime can keep their jobs. If Kyler Murray can take the leap to elite status from the quarterback position. Uh, Bo, let, let's start with this though. Uh, first off, we just, we recorded our version of the locked on to ultimate season preview for the NFC West yesterday with all the boys, the NFL seasons about ready to begin. And nobody covers it like the locked on podcast network. August 30th, starting yesterday through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Locke and Fora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning yesterday through September 8th. Now, before we get to the final cutdowns, there was some interesting news yesterday that came out of left field from Tom Pelissero, I believe, that Mike pretty Garofalo. much said... Oh, Mike Garofalo, sorry that uh, said that Malcolm Butler is dealing with some personal issues and he may not be a part of the Arizona Cardinals or any other organization next year because he was mulling retirement. First of all, first thoughts? And second of all, do you think he's going to play or do you think we've seen the last of Malcolm Butler in an NFL uniform? Well, I mean, he's signed a pretty lucrative one-year deal for his market this offseason. I think he's being pa paid handsomely and it'd be tough for him to uh, – pretty much find anything better and to just walk away from that payday. Uh, it'd be tough for Malcolm Butler. One of the things, you know, I see a lot of people say that the sky is falling essentially, but you know, Malcolm Butler, that something, a storyline emerged this preseason. I know we only saw two games, but we saw a beautiful pick from Byron Murphy. And we saw Byron Murphy uh, become more of a legitimate option on the outside for the Arizona Cardinals at the cornerback position. If Robert Alford and big, if, uh, you know, it, that's the qualifier there. It's if, you know, if healthy Robert Alford, can he start for the Arizona Cardinals? Um, it, it makes it a little bit easier. Malcolm Butler's a good cornerback. Malcolm Butler offers the status quo as far as production for Patrick Peterson, but you want to see improvement from your defensive secondary. And there's higher ceilings, I think, for other players in that, in that defensive secondary. I don't think it's the worst. I saw some cornerbacks who are already looking for jobs that were waived cut today that could potentially fill that void. So I'm not as concerned about it as a lot of people, but uh, it is interesting. It is interesting. You know, personal problems or, you know, a, a personal issue, does it have to do with the organization and all? I, I don't think so, but uh, it, it is kind of fascinating that this is coming up for Malcolm Butler, who made one of the biggest plays in State Farm history. Yeah. You know, it's there, there are things that are more important than football, and we kind of – we I mean – more times than not forget that during football season. Now, if he's got personal issues and he wants to retire, do it, dude. You've made your money and you want to walk away from the game. 
more power to you. You hope that everything's fine with him and his. And you can't be like, well, that's selfish. No, it's not. These guys, I mean, these guys pretty much give their life to social media, to scrutiny. Yes, they're getting paid handsomely for it, but they're putting their lives on the line. They're, you know, their bodies on the line every day playing football. So obviously we're saying that with a disclaimer that if he wants to retire, do it, you know, whatever. Now say, because, and I agree with you, because it's not, I don't think it's an institutional thing. Obviously the report came out and said it wasn't. I mean, it was a personal, for personal reasons. Now, the only reason it's more magnified is because their cornerback room is not great. And even though Byron Murphy's taking the leap and Marco Wilson has shown that he can, by and large so far, play at the NFL level, is that, that that's who you're going to have to base this on. You're going to have to base the performance on a first-year, fourth-round pick and a guy that's proving, need to prove himself, need to prove himself for, you know, the future yeah. contracts with the Cardinals or otherwise. So that's why this is even more under a magnifying glass than it probably should be because uh, Malcolm Butler was the lowest rated guy on pro football focus during the regular, during the preseason from the yeah. quarterback position for the Cardinals. Yeah, but he was a proven commodity. I mean, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get from him. I, it's that that's the one thing in the experience as far as he's, he's seen everything you can see at the NFL level, but so you're kind of jockeying between what you want. You want the guy with the high upside. You want, you want to start the guy and throw him to the flames. It didn't work out exactly well for Byron Murphy right out of the gates when he was starting opposite Tremaine Brock, who, you know, he had to kind of pull the up the slack for. Um, so, and, and then going up, you know, he's going to, if there is no Malcolm Butler, that means Marco Wilson, if he does start, or if it's uh, some variation between Byron Murphy being CB1, Robert Alford being CB2, or Murphy going inside, it, you know, it, it's Julio Jones, AJ, <laughs> AJ Brown week one. That's, that's tough. That's a tough assignment. And you'd like to avoid that. Uh, and, you know, he's already under contract. You want to see, hopefully he's in the right headspace. I don't, like, I don't, do we have any idea what's going on off the field for a guy like Malcolm Butler? Is there been any, like, uh, any rumors or anything like that? No, I saw somebody tweet out, and I can't remember who it was, and I don't even know if it was a verified account, but it, it was something interesting. I think he has family around New Orleans. So I okay. don't know if that was, if that was a reason. And again, not, reported nothing like somebody brought up that either grew up around there or he has family around there so that he's just speculating that that might have something to do with it but no i haven't really heard anything they've been very yeah. buttoned up about it yeah we've seen a couple names already released from a couple other organizations washington released jimmy moreland you had a guy in desmond trufant who actually played alongside robert alford and they were a decent cornerback tandem back in the day but that was a long time ago as far as nfl years are concerned desmond trufant who I even like tweeted, quote tweeted his release. And I was like, Hey, what's up? You know, it could be an option there for the Arizona Cardinals insinuating that. And then I looked at his numbers and he's completely washed, like awful. Like his PFF rating was uh, 38. That's worse than Worley, who was, who was brutal against the Cardinals last year as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so maybe Jimmy Moreland would be an option for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think you, you kick the tires on, on Desmond Trufant. I just don't know. I think it's just uh, it, the, that ship has sailed. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not sold on that, but there are options. I mean, I just don't think that they're going to be set in a, in, a, in a tough spot here, uh, you know, a spot that they can't, you know, remedy without Malcolm Butler. It would suck, but I, I don't think, you know, it makes them that much worse. Yeah. Alex Clancy, Balrog, Locked on Cardinals. We're going live today. We're still awaiting the final 53-man roster for the Arizona Cardinals. I still believe it's going to be Cliff Kingsbury screaming, keep Andy. <laughs> Keep Andy, and I think that's what's you know holding up the whole thing. Andy is probably going to make this roster. 
I thought his fate was decided a long time ago. I don't think it was ever, unfortunately, up for debate. That's problem number one with the organization that we cover, <laughs> Bo. Alex Lindsay, Bo Rock, Locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, we'll put a button on this Malcolm Butler situation. It kind of brings back into the fold, huh, they could have drafted a corner at 16. They kind of wouldn't put them in this situation that they're in now, not saying anything personal about Zayvon Collins, but it just shows again the Cardinals cornerback room. And they, and they signed Malcolm Butler late. Like the fact that they even got him on the roster was interesting right before camp. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll continue to roll on live here on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. Thank you to everybody who's watching. It is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests. They've got two monster contests. One's a half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.ag. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your, your 100% welcome bonus. Whoa, I almost said 50%. They bumped it up to 100% match on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Remember to use promo code Locked On. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champs Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. Pretty sweet deal. That's for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who is in the chat. We'll get to some of your questions later on. Uh, we I might have an inside track on getting somebody in for our last segment, but we might have to get him later on in the week. Because again, as we're scroll, uh, scrolling Twitter and checking our email, there still isn't a solid 53-man roster for the Arizona Cardinals yet, which, Bo, if they're trying to pull off a deal and Steve Cummings trying to save his ass, that'd be awesome. I just don't know yeah. if, like, so So say Malcolm Butler, um, the information comes out yesterday, okay, mm -hmm. from Mike Garofalo. Is Steve Keim on the phone scrambling to try and find a solid cornerback replacement or just anybody to bring in if Malcolm Butler inevitably does retire due to his personal reasons? I mean, the, the first option is, hey, Malcolm, figure out what, what you want to do with your future. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever's best for you, figure it out and, and let us know because we do need to have our 53-man roster. And it's not set in stone. We know that everything's fluid as far as this is the initial 53-man roster and what's set – later today and should be right now with the Arizona Cardinals, even though they haven't done an official release on their 53-man roster, it absolutely can change and it's going to remain fluid all the way up until kickoff uh, a week from Sunday. But, uh, you know, figure out what Malcolm Butler is going to do. And yeah, I'm sure you're keeping tabs on guys like Trafont and Jimmy Moreland and you're looking at the wide receivers, you're looking at your own wide receiver core and, and who maybe you could boost with. We saw a guy like Des Fitzpatrick, a guy who was a fourth-round pick for the Tennessee Titans released today. Uh, just a year ago, um, you see other playmakers, a guy like Farrell Cooper, who used to be on this organization, a return man. I don't think we'll see a reunion between Farrell Cooper, but th there's just some guys that you kind of raise your eyebrow at and that the Arizona Cardinals, because they have you know a lack of depth or a need in different areas, cornerback, tight end, wide receiver room. Um, I think that the Arizona Cardinals should be, they're doing their due diligence. And I'm not shocked that we're waiting still on their 53-man roster to be official. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, every time, everything you just say, I'm like, this is, 
hopefully, hopefully something, you know, will come down the pike and we'll get to see one la- add little piece. As you mentioned, the Eagles, I believe I just saw are keeping four tight ends. Yeah. So that's going to, that means Zach Ertz is going to solidify himself as the TE two. They have four. The Cardinals have zero. Did you see Travis yeah. Fulgham got released by uh, yeah, I did, which is, which is an interesting thing. Unfortunately, aside from the safety room and maybe the pass rush, the wide receiver room is as stocked as the Cardinals have. Now, yeah. I think Mr. Cardinals rule that, I mean, that, that's Cardinal one of, rule. yeah, what, listen, I, I, I put it Mr. Mr. in front of it. Um, Professor. The, sa- the safety room is one that you can just, the Cardinals don't have the luxury to look at rooms that are already safe and add to them at this point. You can look at that next offseason, but right now, I don't know what Steve Kime is doing, but hopefully it's something that can bolster this this roster in some capacity because we still don't have, you know, we went live for this podcast because this is the time where you expect a quarter past the hour that we'd have some sort of information. This is going to end up being a two and a half hour podcast because we're not going to stop it until we find out the, who the final cuts were. But with the cornerback room, Bolo, so let's say this, say Malcolm Butler does retire. Mm-hmm. Do you bring Dre Kirkpatrick back? Like, do you bring somebody that knows the defense just to keep the floor from completely cracking? Do you say, you know what? This is a murderer's row of wide receivers that the Cardinals are going to have to play this year. We're going to try and, you know, solidify the pass rush as well as we can. So that can kind of act as a crutch for the inferior cornerback room. Yeah, you mean the the corresponding move could be bringing back guys that they just released. Uh, it, that could be the option, just because they're going to be familiar with Vance Joseph's system. A guy like Kirkpatrick is interesting because yeah, he did play last year and you know pretty pedestrian numbers. Uh, but yeah, you know what you're facing in the first couple of weeks. It's going to be rough, as you mentioned. Uh, a- AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and then you've got the guys in, in Minnesota coming along, and Justin Jefferson, and then uh, and of course Adam Thielen. Uh, they added Chris Herndon, the tight end from the Jets. That you know, some people were kind of saying, "Hey, the, why didn't the Arizona Cardinals kind of check in on Chris Herndon, a, a tight end who hasn't had consistent quarterback play? You know, what's what's his? Uh, you know, can he get better uh, with a more consistent signal caller? Be intriguing, but I think the ship has sailed on him being a big playmaker. It doesn't give you that big of a boost. So I, you know, the the biggest question is cornerback, and that's the biggest fear because of the murderers row that you face. Um, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I think probably the, it it doesn't do you any good to go out there and get one of these guys that's been released and is on the trash trash heap. Cause I don't think that they can contribute week one and realistically, uh, help you as far as your defensive secondary is concerned. This is going to be a bottom five cornerback room. If they don't add somebody, you know? I mean, I, no, I, I don't see. I think that I, there there is a huge belief in Byron Murphy. There is an absolute like, and that might be naive, but the organization believes in Byron Murphy but to he be can't play out. They want him to play inside. I mean, they're they, they're going to try and shift him outside. But he, I mean, he played a lot inside. The whole idea was that you were going to have two outside corners. He was going to play in the nickel. He was going to play inside slot slot corner. And if yeah, you move him outside, I mean, that's a completely different thing. This is going to be putting him on an island, just like Patrick Peterson did when he cheated. Byron Murphy's rookie year, as you mentioned, you know, and Byron's taken leaps for sure yeah. has every game we've seen improvement, but is he a cornerback one? I it's think that the trial organization, by fire. I, I really think the organization believes that, you know, as far as getting the fan base to buy into that, I think they're going to find more that are going to be skeptical about that quarterback, cornerback room than not. 
And, and I understand that. I understand that skepticism. Uh, but look, here, here it is right now. Like Malcolm Butler has not officially retired. We don't know. Everything that you're going to hear is going to be complete speculation at this point. So right now, he's a member of this organization. We'll see what the official 53-man roster says, if they're going to do anything with him as far as his roster spot. But right as of right now, I mean, the biggest the biggest key here is he needs to figure out what his future is, and the organization if the or- the organization needs to kind of hey you know take your time make your make the right decision for you and your family. But man, we've got a big game coming up week one, and there are no weeks off in this eighteen week marathon. You know, in playing seventeen games, so the Arizona Cardinals need to figure out that room. And in, in before even before the Malcolm Butler you know discussion is is encouraging as Marco Wilson's play was. At the cornerback spot, it was still going to be an area that we we're going to be concerned about going into week one. No doubt yeah. about it. And the worst part for a young player is to force him into action when he's not 100%. Like, into an impactful, you need to you need to defend Julio Jones in week one. That's going to be your first test. Starter, you're going to play 80% of the snaps. Like, it, it's like, that's not what you want if you can avoid it. Now, Marco's done a lot better. I mean, we had him on the podcast. The dude, he's a grinder. He loves mm-hmm. to learn. He asks all the questions. He does all the right things. Hopefully, he can be an Arizona Cardinal for a long time. But it's almost like playing a, you know, a rookie quarterback week one when you weren't expecting to due to injury or, or bad play from the starter who's going to start in front of him. It's just a completely different mindset. Besides, you know, it goes from being, you know what, we hope that this guy can perform and add to the cornerback room to we need this guy to perform to keep the opposing quarterbacks from putting up 40 burgers every week. <laughs> now, you know, and yeah. obviously that's not going to be the case, but the now there's even more pressure also on Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, Isaiah Simmons when he's rushing the passer, Marcus Golden, mm-hmm. the interior of the defensive line to hold up. You know, like it, it's a ripple effect. And you're right, Malcolm Butler, he's not an all-world guy anymore, but at least he'd be the anchor for that room to guide these young bucks into the future with this organization. If he's gone, there's gonna be a hole there that Malcolm that uh that Byron Murphy's gonna have to fill immediately. Yeah. And it's just not I, I ideal. Mean, I, I, I'm a big believer in Byron Murphy. I, I really am. And I think that he's he's developing and he can play the outside. I believe him when they say that, but it there is no safety net any longer. I mean, but in and, and Malcolm Butler is gonna be walking away from three and a half million dollars potentially. So um still waiting. I that if you hear those chimes, those are my email, and I'm checking like every <laughs> I'm just yeah. hitting refresh, waiting for the 53 man roster. And the Arizona Cardinals have been done that done this before. We've waited past the deadline. To, for them to unveil this roster, so this and why is, is there a deadline? It, well, I mean, the, the league knows, but I'm sure that the team is is checking in on some of these guys that are have become free agents all of a sudden. I mean, they might have put in that 53, but we'll see what they is in the final press release as far as who's going to be a member of this organization. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. We started this 10 minutes late too. Or we five did. minutes late. You know, we, we tried to do our due diligence. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk a little bit about Larry Fitzgerald because he's not going to be on the 53-man roster to start the birthday boy. 2021 yeah. season. And also, we'll take your questions. Put your questions in the chat. That's what the last segment's going to be until we figure out who the hell is going to be on the Arizona Cardinals come 2021. Alex, yeah, go ahead. If we go long, we'll just uh, we'll create a special podcast today yeah. as soon as we get the official roster. Yeah, for sure. Alex Lancy, Balbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who's listening, following, watching on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, we'll be right back. But first, Bo, anybody that's watching, anybody that's listened, I don't know anything about cars. 
and I don't. And it's true. Like, this isn't me just making our sponsor look better. RockAuto.com has got me covered for anything that I need. Like, I'm in San Diego right now, and I'm on RockAuto.com trying to buy some car parts that'll be there for me when I get home. Their prices are reliably low. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. So instead of having to go to a chain storefront to ask questions and not know where you're going and then feel awkward for not knowing what you're doing as a 37-year-old male like myself, rockauto.com, you know, I can do it in my in my basketball shorts just on my computer right here. You don't get upcharged if you're not a manufacturer, which is awesome. So whether it's for your daily driver or your weekend convertible, whatever, rockauto.com's got you covered. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Bo, tell me about some TV. Yeah, let me tell you, or let me just ask you if this sounds familiar. Have you got one device that lets you catch the game live and another that lets you stream your favorite shows? Are you watching sports highlights on another phone? Have you got your neighbor's best friend's login for all that great stuff? Well, let me tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get all your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no more trying to explain to mom and dad how you work the TV any longer. It's one-stop shop. It's one device. In the best part, there's no annual contract. Get rid of all the clutter. Get all the confusion out of the way and get your TV together with Direct TV stream direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com competitive device compatible device required content varies by package can't hear alex what happened to your audio oh, sweet this is sweet it's called the mute button on my little podcaster here alex clancy ball brock locked on cardinals uh thank you to everybody who's checking out the live version we're doing today it's supposed to be for the 53-man roster special because uh, cut time was 24 minutes ago, and we haven't heard a peep from State Farm Stadium and the Ivory Towers that Michael Bidwell sits in. Uh, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll be getting bonus stuff all year round. Um, we'll be doing a, a halftime show of every game through the 17 games for the Cardinals this year. So please check that out at halftime. Um, a lot of good stuff coming. We're just getting started, and uh, hopefully – the final 53-man roster will be unveiled at some point. If not, we'll be doing a bonus podcast later this afternoon. Um, Bo, Larry Fitzgerald, still nothing to be heard from. Are we just going to wait until something pops up with breaking news, whether he signs with another team with the Cardinals or retires officially like six weeks from now? We're just going to wish him a happy birthday today. I mean, there's really not much. There's nothing newsworthy outside of he's turning right. 38. Um, and you're not going to see a shocker where he's going to – end up on the 53-man roster. I mean, it's just going to be something to, to kind of follow along with. It, it's going to come down to if the Arizona Cardinals are winning football games and the Arizona Cardinals can get their money right, and we'll see, you know, if, if Malcolm Butler exits this team, does that free up some cash to maybe bring on a guy and, and get Fitz to come back and play some capacity for this Arizona Cardinals team? We'll, we'll see. I, You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know yet, uh, but we are still waiting for this 53-man roster and uh, that's probably like the least of our worries today here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Yeah, um, it's just where do the Cardinals go from here? What is their what is their path? What is their offense going to look like? What is their defense going to look like moving forward? And we're going to find out. You know, are they going to keep five wide receivers, six wide receivers? What running backs are going to make the roster? 
are, are they going to keep, are they going to roster four and have Jonathan Warden and or Eno Benjamin jump up and down for the practice squad? Are they going to have three active running backs on the roster because of the longevity of the season? I mean, there's, there's so many questions. I, is it going to be Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, and Zayvon Collins on the field a lot more than people thought was going to happen? I mean, remember when, when Zayvon Collins was named the starter three and a half years ago, and whenever mm-hmm. Steve Kime did it, we're like, well, Jordan Hicks is gone. And now it, you know, it, it doesn't make as much sense when we're seeing so many times on the field, those three guys on the roster. And what is Vance Joseph going to do to mask the cornerback room? Yeah, it, that, that's going to be something to uh, really figure out here in the next couple of days. And it's going to be the biggest question mark probably going into the game against Tennessee because you know about that play action pass and the weapon they just added this offseason in Julio Jones. So it's going to be big for this organization to kind of solidify that room between now and hopefully the end of the week because then before you know it, we're going to be kicking off the regular season and they're going to have a position in flux that in this day and age, you just can't you can't mess around with who's going to be on the outside covering these talented wide receivers and these passing attacks. And the Arizona Cardinals need to figure that out. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, what's going to happen as far as this 53-man roster. It's interesting looking around the league. You've got guys like Trace McSorley getting released by the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he kind of fits the mold of a Chris Streveler. You know, will they decide to carry uh, a, another corner, uh, quarterback? Uh, when you might have to carry an extra couple cornerbacks to pick to pick up the slack if a guy like Malcolm Butler retires, it's it's really gonna it does kind of just throw a wrench in things. And uh, I, you know, I really would not be shocked. This is not like inside information. This is complete. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, is speculation. But I feel like it's it's not like irresponsible to think that the Arizona Cardinals are just they're working the phones and, and they're probably trying to figure out. Uh, before they send out a press release with their 53-man roster that the they don't put a guy who's not going to be on the roster in an hour uh, on the 53-man roster. So we're just waiting for it, and we'll see what they do. Um, hopefully it's within addition to the tight end room or, or cornerback room or wide receivers. I don't Another know. Another thing that was interesting was Corey Clement, the running back, former Philly running back. He was released earlier today as well. I mean, the, are, are you comfortable with the running backs? No. <laughs> no. no. I mean, nothing's changed. You know, yeah. so you have, like, the Cardinals may have never been more top-heavy than they are now by rooms. Like, you know, it used to be, you know, Patrick Peterson, Chandler Jones, David Johnson, and then, you know, last year, DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker, Kyler Murray, Chandler Jones, even though Chandler Jones got hurt. But now it's like quarterback wide receiver, safety, linebacker, you know, like who you can trust. Yeah. And the running back room and the cornerback room, you can't trust. You hope that you'll be able to see leaps from Chandler, from Chase Evans that we think will happen. We hope that J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones will be able to be, you know, 80% of what they once were. We hope that the rookies are going to ball out. But the certainty level is Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins. That's what you are 100% certain of that they will perform yeah because we've seen it mm-hmm. recently and Chandler Jones is not fair because he didn't play last year JJ Watt was double team more I believe than more than any than any pass rusher in the NFL last year so his numbers obviously were lower but that's it that's what we're looking at and I was just texting with somebody and apparently this is what happens every year for the Arizona Cardinals I yeah. thought that it was going to be a little bit um little bit you know more closer to the uh 
to the actual deadline. But this is yeah. what we're gonna do. We're gonna wrap right now. Uh, we'll post this up. You'll see it uh, everywhere. Let's look at a couple I mean, of these real quick. I mean, we have we have our guys. Uh, Nixon, oh yeah, Frank, a couple questions. Sorry, Jacob Hollister, intriguing prospect at the tight end position, and we've seen Hollister play in this division before. Yep, Tanner um, Hudson you know, from Tampa Bay, right, was just cut. If you if you have any questions, of course we'll take them. Obviously, yeah. uh, Alex had kind of solicited that, and then he wanted to just shut down the show. Well, I'm probably. done talking to you. I mean, I'm happy to talk to uh, these fine people watching us right now. I just don't want to hear. If you can mute your mic, that would yeah. be fantastic. Uh, Chris Gregory, I remember. Yeah. So this was in reference to me saying the Cardinals could be at a bottom five cornerback uh, room. I mean, yeah. I hope so. I hope Byron Murphy takes that leap because that means that they found you know a gem in the second round who was on draft day. He was looked to be going much higher than that. But because he played in the Pacific Northwest, you know, everybody on I-95 was asleep by the time that they kicked off. <laughs> um, like, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope that that's the case. And as we mentioned, um, Marco Wilson and Julio Jones, that's what we're looking at week one. And we're looking at Byron Murphy potentially going up against A.J. Green or A.J. Brown. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. Like, there's going to be so much safety help over the top, and it's just going to be pick your poison. When it comes to week one, is it going to be Derrick Henry or is it going to be the wide receivers? Yeah, so, it's like you, you would much rather see Wilson go up against a, a, star, a star like DK Metcalf, who's just kind of he's athletic and just as athletic and he's not going to have the whole bag of tricks. But Julio Jones is like it, it's more concerning to see him go against like a crafty veteran who's going to know all the moves and how to, how to get open. It, it really does set up a, a very bad debut for Marco Wilson as much as you've been encouraged by him this uh this preseason um Red Sea, good question um since I keep saying the offense if the offense is in the strength why is Cliff Kingsbury here would you be mad if our offense is ranked say ninth and the defense is ranked fifth or sixth if that's the case they could go to the Super Bowl <laughs> so nobody's getting fired if they're both top 10 everything so if I'm you, more yeah. saying like I'm more saying like if the defense is what's keeping the Cardinals in games and the offense isn't as affluent and and it doesn't have the highest acumen that we think that they should have at this point. That's the issue. If there's a if there's a disparity a disparity between the two, that's more what I'm talking about. If it's close like that, the Cardinals are making the playoffs. That's like I was I've I've looked at those numbers and those numbers stand out to me because when Jordan Hicks said that the Philadelphia Eagles team from 2017 that made the run to the Super Bowl, that's where they kind of ranked defensively and offensively. I mean, that's right. That's ballpark. Those are, those are contender numbers right there. If you're, if your offense and your defense is, is ranked in those spots, that means you're having a really good season. If you're a top 10 offense and defense and you're top five in either one of those categories, it was a good year. So the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, they would be in a good spot, but look, you know, Alex can say that till he's blue in the face, but I, I'm a believer that the defense is going to be the strength of this team. I mean, you can, it's just, it's, it's the pivot, man. I mean, it's, that's what they did. That's what they, they, they attacked this off season. They said, look, we're going to rely upon Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to be these superhuman players and elevate this pedestrian unit. Also adding Rodney Hudson in it to also solidify the offensive sure. line. Mm -hmm. But the playmakers are pretty pedestrian outside of that. Uh, they're going to elevate that. And then this defense is going to be our bread and butter. These are going to be guys that are going to, they're going to be nightmare fuel for the opposing offenses 
And that's, it, it's just what it is. It's just like the air rate. It's just like Cliff Kingsbury's first year where he had to pivot on the offensive game plan where they became kind of a run first team because of what Kyler Murray can do and, and the way that they, they're just personnel sets up. That's fine. All of that is fine. But why yeah. is Cliff Kingsbury the head coach if that's how it's going to be? Because they made the decision after they fired Steve Wilkes and ripped that 2018 season that out of the year. This is year three. If, I know, but if you're, if you're going to make the decision to hire a guy who's under 40 that was just fired from his alma mater, that's this offensive guru that was one of the most like uh, crazy, inexplicable rises to a head coaching position in the NFL, there has to be patience. There has to be some sort of patience. You can't just say, well, two years are done, and I think we've we figured it out. He's he's Who did you think he was to begin with? Did you think he was going to just – figure it out the next day after getting hired and putting his, his no he his never should have been hired to begin with Bo. Like, well that's the, but it's all done that was done long ago that doesn't mean that he deserves to have the job now <laughs> i'm just saying like if if the offense doesn't take a step forward this yep. year he should not be the head coach moving forward that's not to say there shouldn't be an offensive minded guy to take to take the job over for him but if I, there's a couple things one if they don't make the playoffs he should be fired if he's not fired what the hell are we doing here? Number one, regardless. And that's barring any sort of injury or whatever. He has never been a good head coach. So I know that you are, you're giving him time. There's still some mm -hmm. juice left in the tank. I don't know if you're jealous of his physique or what, or the fact he doesn't have to wear socks and be cool or his place in Paradise Valley. I don't know what it is, right. but yeah. he's never been a good head coach ever, ever. Like not for one second in his mm -hmm. career has he ever been a good head coach when the season has ended. So what makes you think that at the highest level, whether actual, it's not what you I think it's not what I think it's not, I didn't make the decision. Look, I, trust me. I didn't make the decision on K2. I didn't, but this is this. I'm, I'm just trying to put some sort of, uh, you know, play devil's advocate and, and put some sort of rationale on why this happened. But here we are, look, here we are. And also I'm, I will point this out and I'm going to point this out until we see actual results from the regular season is at this time last year, we wanted to. We were we we were sold that Vance Joseph was in over his head as defensive coordinator for this team, and now Vance Joseph seems to be the strong point in this coaching staff. So a lot can change. A lot can change. All right, let's get a couple more in here before we bump. Yeah. Um, I have a question: Who are you more worried about not being productive on the field, Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins? A good question, Bo. Go ahead. Who am I more? I'm more worried about Isaiah Simmons. I do. I think uh, th there's still. I still think that the, the defense is trying to figure out how to utilize him and, and best, uh, you know, capitalize on his capabilities as that Swiss Army knife. Where Zayvon Collins, you know exactly what he, he knows exactly what his job is on this defense. It's to be that Mike linebacker. Sure, there, there's a lot that goes into playing that position, but when you have a guy that's drinking out of a fire hose like Isaiah Simmons uh, and trying to learn multiple positions, and you see that uh, as far as how they're going to approach the the linebacking core. And in the safety core, uh, Isaiah Simmons probably going to play a little safety as well. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they deploy uh, the, the eighth overall pick once again going into a second season. But the good thing is we're going it, to it's either going to be sink or swim because last year it was what? Just 35 percent of the snaps he played. Uh, now he's going to see well over that. He's going to be well over the 50 percent mark. He's going to probably approach, you know, 85 to 90 percent of the snaps. And I think you're, you're going to see some big plays. But with that. You're going to see him take some lumps as being a young linebacker. Yeah. Um, 
I've I stick by Cliff Kingsbury shouldn't be the head coach of the offense is not the strength and this season will either be great or it will be Armageddon for this organization and mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons is going to have is going to have part in that a uh, real quick Frank before we get to another question would you rather have good hair and be <laughs> dumb or be smart and be balding you could be me or you could be him um, I mean one of us just like talked about a question that was asked and then you just went back to an old talking point of yours so I don't know who's just a, a hair well, I just stopped off. listening to you because it didn't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever so listen Matthew Mason this is a very very interesting point here and this is what okay. we talked about in perpetuity uh Matthew Read it says, for our podcast listeners, I, I am okay Matthew said if our strong uh if our strong point is pass rush and cornerbacks are a problem those three and out phases Cliff always gets into will be more worrisome as yeah. the strength of the defense tires. Yeah, true. I mean, and that's that's one thing we've talked about. Cliff Kingsbury, at times, is a great play caller, and at times he puts the defense in very bad situations because they they're human beings who get tired. Regardless of how great the defense is, you want to be able to give them as much rest as possible, you know, and you want to have sustained drives so you can score more points than the other team. I mean, that's one thing that. You know, it just goes in the play calling and goes into Cliff Kingsbury being head coach. I hope that things change. I hope that they figure out the elixir that, you know, you can have more sustained drives and less three and outs that last a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah. We we wish uh, we saw some different results in the preseason. And, you know, we're not going to overreact to preseason action. But the the first team offense and what we saw from Kyler Murray was a lot of what we saw at the end of last season. And, and, it's, and it's concerning and until we see different. You know, I, I don't think we can say anything else about this offense but you know they've got to be better on third down they've got to be better on the intermediate passing and that's going to come down to kyler murray taking a jump in the third year um it, it's going to be key for this offense to sustain those drives and and to move the chains instead of try to be this big play i mean too many times at least we're not going to see it any longer because he was released yesterday Keyshawn johnson on third down kyler murray you know, step back, get under pressure and then huck it downfield instead of maybe taking the bunny play underneath to move the change and, and, and continue the drive. So that's going to be key for that offense. It, absolutely. it's You don't want to put the the defense on the field too often or more often than, than you should. Um, and, and look, it's going to be big. If We know that this offense can be a top 15 offense. We've seen it statistically, but we know that our eyes uh, told us differently than the stats did. I mean, it, because they had big games against Dallas. They had big games against the New York Jets. They had big games against bad defenses. Um, where they were able to kind of like polish up those numbers, but they need to be consistent, more consistently good for them. And, and that's to help out the defense. Paul, why don't you take this one? The offense finishes outside the top 10 by, barring a Kyler injury. Fire Cliff, agree or disagree? That's pessimistic Cardinals fan. Uh, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because what I mentioned like last year, it was, there was a lot of entry calories as far as this, this offense was concerned. If they're like a legitimate top 10 offense where they're consistent and they're not going to have a game when they're going to beat the Jets 38 to 10, or they're going to put up points on a, on the New York Giants who are bad in that game. If, if they can put a consistent effort and be a legit team that's scoring 27, 28 points a game, that should be enough. And that should be right around top 10. You'll take that. But if it's a team that's feast or famine and they're having a big game one week and they're not consistent the next week, yeah, and there's a consistent issue. There's a consistency issue there. There's a coach that's lacking the ability to make adjustments, and yeah, that's that's going to be a big become a problem. But you know, it, it's you know, if they're if they're far outside the top ten, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, Cl- I mean, K2 is who a lot of people think he is. 
Yeah. I mean, if they're outside of the top 10 offensively or far out of it, then it's going to show on their, on their um, win loss record, unless the defense is top five. And yeah. what we see right now is that will not be the, I mean, you want your defense to hover around top 10 and the roster wise, it's definitely possible. I mean, this, it's not gonna be a huge leap. The defense has taken a jump. The defense of 2018 wasn't bad. You know, it definitely yeah. wasn't as bad as, as what the record showed. I mean, they were on the field more than any other team's defense was. And I think it was by a couple minutes a game, which is, which is really a lot. Uh, you know, we're still kind of in a wait and see mode. We, they're like the biggest impact guys, Chris Trevler. And even though it seems like, even though it seems like it's going to be lower impact, having another playmaker, I think, you know, is very important. We talked about this on yesterday's podcast. Is it him and Tay Gowan, Andy Isabella? Like, are those the names? I mean, I'm assuming Tay Gowan will make the roster. If even yeah. if he's not necessarily ready, maybe you put him on the practice squad to start the year. Um, if you, you are you there any other names? Through. Yeah. Yeah, if you can slide them through, that would be huge. But that's the big risk you take. And then even when they're on the practice squad, there you can get poached by other NFL rosters, other organizations. So it, that's a that's a very risky move. Uh, but we've seen they've they've already parted ways with two of their 2021 draft picks. Mike Michael Manette was released. James Wiggins was reportedly released. So those are your seventh round picks. You start to get into your sixth round picks. What happens with uh, Victor Dumakeji? You know the pass rusher. I mean, you're, you're already starting to see Steve Gimes 2021 uh, NFL draft deteriorate. You hope it doesn't go much beyond your seventh round pick. So uh, we'll see. I, I think that uh, those two guys we just mentioned, I think that they'll have a spot on this roster. I, Chris Trevler, I hear what you're saying about the playmaking ability, but like, would you rather have Chris Trevler, a third option in, in the quarterback room, or a seventh wide receiver or adding depth to your cornerback room or having an extra offensive lineman. Well, it depends. Like if they're signing somebody from the outside, maybe, you know, you, you know, I, I'd rather, I mean, if they're looking, if they're targeting somebody like a corner or something at this point, you might have to part ways with them. I mean, yeah. or you just keep, or you just keep three quarterbacks. You put them on the practice squad. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, and I don't, I don't think it'd be that hard to, to sneak and sneak a guy like Chris Trevler to the practice squad. I don't know if other teams are out there coveting him. Mm -hmm. You know, may, maybe Dallas after facing him in the preseason, it's really going to take teams that he made big plays against to raise their eyebrows and, and go and, but it's such a trend to keep two, two quarterbacks. I mean, you're, yeah. you're very rarely seeing teams carry three quarterbacks because of the need at other positions. You should be set at quarterback because you're paying your number one quarterback so much money, and often you're paying a lot of money for your backup quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals aren't, you know, getting a uh, a deal on backup quarterbacks any longer. They're actually paying Colt McCoy, you know, okay money. I mean, a little bit more than Brett Hundley, but it's it's going to be. I, I just don't know if you have the luxury of carrying three guys, but. We'll see. We're still waiting for the 53-man roster. We were anticipating the Arizona Cardinals releasing, unveiling the 53-man roster. But who knows? They could be working the phones. They could be waiting to uh, make sure things are more solidified uh, before they release that official roster. Uh, we'll definitely have it for you. No doubt about yeah. it once it once it's released. Yeah, we'll pop back on. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked on Cardinals. This is officially the longest podcast Bo and I have ever done in the hundreds that we've done together. Thank you to everybody who's watched on Twitter and YouTube, has interacted with us. Again, this is just the beginning. Come 12 days from now, it's going to get really, really fun one way or the other. Alex Lancey, Ballbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Be sure we will most likely be going live right when we find out the 53-man roster. Do a 5-10 to 10 minute hit. You'll be able to find that on Twitter and YouTube as well. We will talk to you tomorrow.
if not later today. 